Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I'm glad we have a poem submission for this week. Today's poem is by Samantha Pavlovic, and her piece reads, Reaching for Empowerment Within to begin anew and live consciously again. My heart says, get wise. You are blessed with an amazing life. Seek divine guidance so your soul can fly high. Move forward with intent to live righteously and enjoy the ride. Thank you so much, Samantha. I really appreciate your poem. If others want to write poems about their journey home, please send them to me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com so I can send them and share them with our listeners. Today we have an important topic that several of you have requested. It is how to cope with unsupportive people how to deal, how to cope, how to respond when family, loved ones, friends, co-workers are unsupportive. And there are a number of things to keep in mind as we are on this journey home to ourselves, remembering that we are not going to be for everyone, that each of us is unique You may have unique interests, a unique personality style, a unique journey. And there will be those who will support that journey, who will understand it, who will validate it and respect it. And then there will be those who do not. Sometimes the lack of support is because people don't understand who we are or what we are doing. When we think about generations, that there are those who were raised during a different time period. And so some of the ways that we speak about things or think about things now, you may find challenges with family members who were not exposed to the same things you were exposed to or who don't understand it in that way. Another reason for people's lack of support is sometimes not only lack of exposure, but to even understand what it is you are talking about. So we can get excited about a new career, a new concept, a type of music, a type of art. We may have a role model that the people who we are talking to don't have any understanding of or appreciation for. And so that can really feel like rejection. Some of us experience a lack of support as a result of being around people who as a form of protection, try to get you to pick the safe route or the stable choice or what seems like an easier road. So those of us who are visionaries, 
or who are dreamers or who are out of the box and want to do things that are unconventional. Uh, you may have experienced family or friends trying to talk you out of it, that they think it's rare or that it's not likely, that it's not feasible or that it's not practical. And so they may discourage you and your dreams. There are also times when people are selfish. So you may have selfish family members, selfish friends, a selfish partner who are not attentive to your needs, but are very much enjoying the benefits of your relationship, of your friendship. So they are willing to receive what you pour out or what you share or the support you give. And it does not even come on their radar or they don't make it a priority to attend to the things that you may need, want, or desire. And so those are just a couple of reasons why some people are unsupportive. Another one on this podcast, we have talked about the realities of oppression and discrimination. So some of you, for example, who may be in uh, male-dominated fields, if you're the only woman in with that college major or on that job or one of a few, Sometimes you don't get the same encouragement that you see your coworkers receiving. If you are one of only a few people from your racial or ethnic background, sometimes you can also be discouraged that people will say they don't see you as a leader or they're not sure that you have what it takes, that they make assumptions about your capacity, your capability, your potential, or even your worth. And so I invite you to think about what are the different factors or reasons that can be leading to the lack of support? Sometimes it has nothing to do with us and sometimes it can be very personal that people can pick who their favorite is in the family for various reasons or who their favorite is in a classroom or on a job. And if you are not the quote unquote chosen one or golden one not being given the same support that you see others receiving. And so that can be very hurtful. And I want to first just name that because sometimes people will say things like, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks as long as you believe in yourself. And I want to say to you that it does matter and that it does hurt when those who are in your family or friendship or in your school or on your job overlook you, undermine you, devalue you, that there is an impact to that. And it doesn't mean that you're weak or that something is wrong with you, that it hurts. You know, it hurts to be overlooked and undermined and underestimated. And I know some people will just jump over that and say, Either I just ignore it or it gives me fuel to fight even harder. But it is my hope that it does not have to be a large army of people, but that each of us will make some connections where there are those who see you, who believe in you, who support you, who encourage you, and that you also will be a source of support for others. It is important when we think about connection and community and collaboration and a sense of belonging and inclusion. 
there are, even after we recognize that there can be some hurt there, some other pieces I would love for you to keep in mind as you are navigating these waters of lack of support. And one of them is that what I started with, not everyone is going to like you. And many of us, if we were raised with a lot of stress or trauma, may have been taught to do the people pleasing of trying to make everyone happy, trying to make everyone like you slash love you. And the reality is people are different. People have different agendas. And as soon as you do one thing that some people will like, the very same thing will make some people say, oh, I don't like that person, right? Because people are individuals. I know as a psychologist, sometimes at uh, psychology conferences, I will start a presentation a little out of the box. I'll start a presentation by singing a song or by reciting a poem. And some people will come to me and say, oh my goodness, I love that because this is such a dry place and you really brought life into it. And, you know, thank you for doing that. And then some other people will see the exact same presentation and say things like, I just think that was unprofessional, that there's no room for music or poetry in a scientific conference, right? The same behavior and people are going to respond differently. So a, a piece of it is making peace with ourselves, right? Of deciding how do I want to show up in the world? You know, what is authentic? We talk about this homecoming, being at home within myself, that I'm going to be me and I am going to be me with the awareness that some people will not like the me that I choose to be. And I'm okay with that, right? And so getting to that place really of freedom, because if I continue to try to contort myself and conform to fit into other people's expectations, one is that will require me to abandon myself. And two, it will be impossible for me to please everyone, even when I'm trying to follow the rules and the scripts that have been given to me. The other piece that is really important is to get clear about your own voice and your own identity so that you are not just responding to other people's opinions and attitudes. So that is foundational to when we say homecoming, right? Coming home to myself, because then will that what that allows me to do is once I have clarity about my identity and my values, then I can start to create my circle based on some kindred spirits, right? Some people who value and appreciate those things as well. You know, family is one thing because, you know, I was born into or I was raised by the people I was raised by. And, you know, I didn't have a say in that. Right. And I know that can be one of the real places of woundedness if your family is unsupportive, sometimes for from their own unhealed issues, intergenerational issues. But when I get clear on my identity Uh, my values and my interests, then I can at least in the choosing of my friendship, my network, what will be my support system is to select people who get me because they can appreciate some of the things that I appreciate. 
right? So I love the arts. I love creativity. There are people who are not into that. But when I spend time with people who have a value for that, then I can feel very free, even more free to express that and to be myself. I really value spirituality. And so if I'm around certain people and I talk about spirituality, they will be very dismissive, very condescending, very disrespectful, and that can have an impact. But I also know that there are those in my circle who I choose to spend time with who I would say who get it, right? Who get it, who appreciate it, who value it, who can talk about it. And we can really expand and deepen ourselves in that space, right? So to get clear on your identity so that you can start to select people who will be more in alignment and more supportive of the things that are important to you, including you. Now, one of the challenging things when we have someone who isn't unsupportive just of me as a person, but unsupportive of what I want to do is to be able to explain it, right? To And it's not that I have to over explain myself, but sometimes people are dismissing our dreams or our goals because they don't even really understand what you're talking about, right? And so when I started to go into the field of psychology, when I talk about integrating the arts in psychology, a lot of people from within my community hold a lot of stigma around mental health or around therapy, you know, could question like why I'm choosing this particular path. And so it isn't so much a rejection of me, but a rejection of what they don't really know or understand. And of course, if I don't know it or understand it, I cannot value it, right? And so it has been beneficial for me to have some conversations with people even about what I do and my why. Right. Why am I over here doing this? Right. Why did I spend so much time in school? What are the ways that I am looking to make an impact in the world and in my community? And so I would encourage you once you do your assessment, your evaluation about like what are the things that are creating the blocks to the support? If it is people not supporting a dream or an aspect of you they don't understand, to see if there is any way to bring understanding, to bring clarity. Now, some people are closed-minded. They don't know about it and they don't want to know about it. And, you know, then you don't have to just keep talking in circles or arguing. But some people will have questions. They want to clarify, like, well, what does that mean and how long does that take and you know, and why would you do that? And so instead of getting to that defensive place to be able to talk about it, you know, I've had many students over the years whose family members were not familiar with psychology and the students would ask me to come and explain to their parents what it is they're doing, right? Because the parents kind of were thinking, you go to school, you should either be like a doctor, a lawyer, or engineer, right? Those were the choices. So now they're saying, I want to be a psychologist. And it's like, what is, what is that? And can you really make a living? And what does that mean? And so that is an important piece for us to look at. Now, there are those who are not just unsupportive about what you want to do, but are unsupportive of who you are. Right. So you want to distinguish the two. And when people are 
unsupportive of me as a person at, at my core, right? My, my identity, whether they are rejecting me because of my looks, because of my gender, because of my sexuality, because of my race, because of my religion, whatever that is, then I come to a different place because I am not here to convince people of my humanity. I am not here to convince people that I am worthy or deserving of respect. So if it is at a fundamental level that people are not having respect or care or support for me as a, a living human being, then I like to make some decisions about how much access I give those people to me. Right. If I have an unsupportive friend, I have to ask myself, is that really my friend? Right. Am I calling it a friendship because I've known them a long time? Am I calling it a friendship because uh, we were with each other during some challenging times? But the reality is this person doesn't actually like me or respect me. Well, now I, I need to really take that seriously. Right. I really need to take that to heart. Sometimes we never get to supportive people because we keep the unsupportive people so close that sometimes we have to release to receive, release to receive. If I am only dating people who are unsupportive, who devalue me, who constantly criticize me and put me down, well, I'm not creating any space in my life to be authentically loved and cared for and respected because I am clinging to the very ones who do not actually support me, care about me or respect me. Yes. So there are times where we have to be honest with ourselves and know that I am deserving of support, even if I have never received it. And so once I have tried to communicate and express what I need in this friendship or relationship um, or even on this job, when I am met with a wall, when I am met with a deflection or people changing the subject, being unwilling to change their behavior, then sometimes I am needing to release or step back from the unsupportive people so that I can be intentional about building up friendships, connections, relationships, even work environments where there is some support, where there really is support. And then I would also encourage us to not allow the lack of support to harden us. Sometimes when we haven't been supported, especially if you grew up in an unsupportive environment, then you can take on this mindset that says no one is ever going to care about me. I cannot trust anyone. And so you put up a wall and you keep everyone out. And then even if you are to encounter someone who is supportive, you don't give them a chance because you can't believe it. You can't trust it. You don't want to take the risk. And so then that becomes a self-sabotage or a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you say no one will ever be there for me. And then when some people do try to show up, we respond with the wall, right? Or being defensive or not letting anyone in. So I invite you to think about 
how the lack of support has perhaps affected you, whether it has made you so hungry for the affirmation that you do things that you basically betray yourself to try to get other people's approval, trying to get people to like you, or on the other end that you expect everyone to be a deceptive, manipulative user, and so you keep everyone at a distance. And so we want to be aware of the wounds that are created by lack of support, but also be intentional in our healing because I do not want to respond to people in my present, in my future, as a result of the pain of people in my past who did not show up for me. And it is also important that I really continue to be in service of my purpose and of my dreams, that I don't shrink as a result of the lack of support. That sometimes, you know, we can start out with these incredible dreams and visions. And then when certain people try to talk us out of the vision or dream or talk us out of being our full selves, then we can start to be diminished, diluted, we can shrink, and then we discover we have become a fraction of ourselves. And so remember when you used to dream, remember when you used to believe, I encourage you to dig up the old goals, the old dreams, the old vision of who you were and who you could be and to get back to that, to say, I will not be diminished by other people's rejection, that it does hurt, it is disappointing, and I am still determined to be the fullness of who I am, to show up fully in the ways that align with my purpose, with my possibility, with my spirit, yes? And it also is important to have compassion that some people's lack of support is more about them than about us. And so while I don't have to continue to hold them up close in my space, right? I don't have to keep them in my ear or keep making them the center, right? I don't have to keep working for their approval. And at the same time, it helps me to not get to such a hostile place or a resentful place if I can see them in their full humanity. And sometimes when I know some things about people's life journey, then their lack of support makes sense. It doesn't mean that, again, it doesn't mean I have to hold them up close but it means I don't take it so personally. I just say, oh, okay, I see, right? I see you, I see what you're carrying, I see what you're dealing with, and then that is creating or that is contributing to how you are responding to me, right? So some people were raised with this idea that everything is a competition, that kind of scarcity mindset, where if anybody else is receiving positive attention, that somehow that is a slight to them. And so I have been in circumstances, whether personally or professionally, where if I was being praised, someone who was supposed to be a friend or colleague would try to diminish me, right? And when people do that, it just reveals a lot about them. It reveals a lot about their own brokenness and woundedness. 
And so I take note of it, right? I see it for what it is. And I also have compassion because, you know, what a place to be in, in your life where it is disturbing to you when someone who you are calling a friend is praised or has or is promoted or has something good happen for them, right? When you're not able to be happy for others, even others that you're supposed to be connected to, you know, what a a painful place to be in, what a narrow way to live. And so that helps me to not be consumed by it, but also to see it for, for what it is. And so it is really important that we distinguish how we are treated from what we deserve, right? So if I have not been receiving support, it is not because I don't deserve support, right? But sometimes people's own stuff gets in the way of them being the kind of friend or coworker or supervisor that they should be, right? And so I would encourage you that as you take note of the way they are, that you move forward with clarity, right? That once I see, okay, these people are supportive, these people are not, and I'm tuned into that, then I'm not going to pretend that I don't know what I know or that I don't see what I see, right? I don't have to make a big speech about it, but I am then intentional as I navigate my space uh, going forward in terms of my expectations, because some of us get in trouble because we keep expecting people to be other than who they are or to show up in a way that is counter to the way they have been showing up. And so once I see that people are in that space, then I know unless some life changing event happens, that is basically how they are showing up. And so I don't have to keep expecting them to do something different. Right. If they choose to be different or transform, I'll let that be a pleasant surprise. But I won't set myself up with disappointment by the same people who continue to not show up for me. And then it is really important that we learn how to nourish ourselves and affirm ourselves. Because as I said, the rejection or the lack of support can be very hurtful. And I would encourage you to talk to the people about it initially. And then if you have to clear the space, clear the space, but then find ways to affirm and love yourself. I hope that you will connect with those who see you, who support you, who believe in you. I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Mm-hmm.